Hello, church. Good to be on the screen again in front of you. I pray that you've had a week that was such full of the blessings of the Lord, the guidance and the leading of the Holy Spirit. You are very special to us. You are very special to Terry and me, the staff. And just know that uh, as you partook of communion, that God saw you do this in your home. Your home is blessed. I speak a blessing over your home. Well, we are praying for a spiritual awakening in our nation and our world. And I want you to understand, you and I are living in a very significant time of history. People are going to look back at this decades, centuries, and look back and see what we, the church, accomplished during this time. Yes, what the church has accomplished. It speaks of our fundamental freedoms that we have as believers in the United States of America. And I I pray that you would stand with me, that the freedom of being able to worship together comes quickly. Keep informed. Keep on the web page because (laughs) we're going to announce to you, I believe, soon, one day, we're going to have our service back together. Last week, we began a series called God is What? Finding Out God's Attributes. And what we are seeing in this virus is a clear representation of Satan's character, the destruction of lives, the destruction of prosperity, also in some depravity. But we as a church, we need to rise up and not allow that to bring us into their ditches. Let's stay on the road, the leading of the Holy Spirit, and let's allow God, who He is, God is what? Who He is manifest greatly in our lives so that we can preach the hope of the world, and that is the propagation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. With the knowledge of who Father God, His Son Jesus Christ, and the gift of God, the Holy Spirit, the attributes of God. Pray that people's hearts are changed by the power of God with the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Remember this, your concept of God or what you think He is in your heart, really matters. Last week, we have found God is a person. Clearly, the Lord is weeping with so many that have suffered loss and are sick in this pandemic. So let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I proclaim the blessing of the Lord, the healing power of God, I proclaim the protection of God over Valley Community Church and all of our friends. We believe this because Jesus took stripes upon his back. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Well, let's turn to John chapter 10, verse 10. And it says, A thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come, Jesus talking, that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. The word life 
is the word zoe, a life that manifests from who and what God is. This zoe life, your salvation, who you are in Christ, manifests from Him. All that He is, is what we can be. In studying the attributes of God, we have found He is good. I desire for you to really know that God is good. And I know the things that we say, God is good, He's all the time He's good, all of that, but I just really want you to personally understand the goodness of God. Because we will learn God is really big. God is all power. He is omniscient, omnipresent. He is so big, I cannot, with human words, describe how big he is. That's why in how big he is, I am glad he is good. Psalm 119, verse 68 says, You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. Show me who you are. Think with me how our life would change if we just believe this verse. God is good and he does good. God is kind, God is gracious, God is benevolent. There is not one unkind bone in his body. God's intentions and his motives are good. Jesus was good when he was on this earth. The children wanted to be around him. We see in Scripture that the children, they just wanted to sit with him. And the very reason, because he was a kind man. He was a kind God. He is good. So let me now talk to you about he is what? God, he is good. So let me give you some statements here. The first one is God is completely good. Not partly good, not good because everything's going well. God is completely good. So let me go off a little bit on a tangent here. He isn't partially good or sort of good. He is perfectly good. It is impossible for God to be anything less than completely what He is. He is the fullness of what He is, and He is a complete picture, not lacking in any part of Himself. So, God is perfectly and completely good. In Exodus 33, we see in verse 18 and 19, this is where Moses asks to see God's glory. So watch this. Verse 18, and he said, please show me your glory. <laughs> Moses asks, show me the best part of you, God, or what you're famous for. Literally, that's what Moses was saying. Show me what you are famous for. God said, okay, I'll do that. Verse 19 tells us, then he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you. Notice that. 
I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. See, what God is famous for is his goodness and or the what? Good is he. Good is he. Remember, Moses had talked with him with a burning bush. Moses had seen the miraculous, the miracles. He had been on the mountain where God's presence was. So let me say it another way. Moses wanted to know God personally. Remember that last week? He's a person. Moses wanted to know God's person, to know his character. Moses said, I've experienced you in your power, but God, show me who you really are. Show me the deepest thing about you. So God said, the deepest thing you could know about my character is I am good. God is good. All that there is that is God, he is. So in Exodus 34, verse 6 and 7, let's read this. It says, And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, watch what he says, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. See, when we read that, we always just stop at the last part of that about the iniquity. But notice verse 7 says, forgiving iniquity, transgression, and sin. It says, keeping mercy for thousands. Verse 6 shows several of his attributes. It says, the Lord, the Lord God, merciful, gracious, long-suffering. So why is he, the Lord, merciful, gracious, and long-suffering? Here is your answer. Because he abounds in goodness and truth. He abounds in goodness and truth. All of God's attributes flow from his goodness. Here is, here is the what. What God is, is good, so all he is flows from God, his person of good. I know I'm playing on words there, but let me say it this way. It's impossible to preach on just one attribute because it's all tied up in one package called God. In my study, I found God is infinite. Infinite means God has no bounds, no limits, and cannot be measured. God is infinitely good. His goodness cannot be measured. His goodness has no bounds. Another attribute, God is immutable. Immutable means God never changes. So apply that to goodness. Saying God's goodness will never change 
and never diminish. Oh, we base our relationship with this ogre God. We base it on this impersonal God. And we think because we've made mistakes 20 years ago or five minutes ago that God's goodness will just disappear because he's mad at us. Another attribute, God is omnipotent. Omni means all. Potent means powerful. So God is all-powerful. So God is omnipotently good. In his goodness, he is all-powerful. The goodness of of who he is, God is what? Is all-powerful, but in that power, he's good. That means his goodness is not limited by his power because he has all power, but he's good. Here's another one. People struggle in this area. God is just. His goodness is impartial. Another one is God is omnipresent. He's always everywhere. His goodness is everywhere. Even in your struggles, even in your your tough times of life, the goodness of God is there for you to reap if you understand how to relate with this good God. God is perfectly and completely good. God is a whole nature of goodness. All by himself, he is the measure and the rule of goodness. He cannot be better in his goodness. God is so good, he cannot be bound. God is so good, he cannot be better. (laughs) Church family, I know we haven't gathered together, but you're going to like this coming from your pastor. God cannot be gooder. God cannot be gooder. In creation, everything he created was an expression of his goodness. Look at creation this way. What was the one thing he asked of himself when each day of creation manifested? The scripture says, and God saw that it was good. So in essence, the answer to that is, is it good? That's what he was asking himself every single day. Because out of him in creation, it had to be good. And so every single day, he asked himself that question. He looked, and it was good. Mm -hmm. Again, the one thing he looked for was goodness. When he created man, or you, listen very closely to this. He said, it was very good. Everything good comes from God. God created tamales. God created steak. You never have to worry about going to God and he being in a bad mood because he's all good. God doesn't have goodness. He is what? He is goodness. And we have to grasp that church. 
even in the midst of the struggle of this pandemic and the virus and, and the, the, the job and working part-time when you were working full-time and struggling in areas of your life. And by the way, in Jesus' name, I come against the enemy that the blessings of the Lord will manifest all over you during this time. You're going to see, as Moses saw, the miraculous. See, God is not tricky. God is not deceitful. God is not manipulative. If you believe he is tricky, deceitful, and manipulative, you won't believe he is the way, the truth, and the life. God won't trick and manipulate. So you in your life, you don't have to do that with him. I've found people, what do I need to do to get God to do something? What do I need to do to get this done? And we know growing in the Word, you know, changing our minds, all the scriptural principles. But I want to tell you, God never changes. You don't have to manipulate Him into liking what you're doing. God, will you just do this? The Bible says to wait on the Lord, wait on His goodness. God doesn't have an ulterior motive either. He doesn't dangle a carrot before you. He was always abounding in goodness and truth. He will always be up front with you. He's not going to hide from you. He's not going to trick you and say, if you go around there, then you might find a carrot. That's not God. He's good. So God is completely good. Let me give you the second thing we must know. We were created because God is good. In James 1, verse 17 and 18, it says this, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. No variation or shadow of turning. He brought us forth by the word of truth. The Bible says he's goodness and truth. So why were we created? How can nothing deserve something? The question is, Because God is good. Why weren't we destroyed after sin? Because God is good. The question is, why does God continue to forgive even if I commit the same sin over and over and over again? The answer is, because God is good. The question again is, why did God bleed for me? Why did God take a beating for my healing? You know the answer. Because God is good. Why does God answer prayer? I know, I know. I got the formula right. I, I went in there and I, I made myself to really be that, that faith guy. You need to walk in faith. You need to walk in the faith of God. But, but I know because I say the right or magic words. We live in California. The word magic, 
We're all missing Disneyland. No, that's not the answer either. I know because I've been good. No. Here's the answer. God doesn't answer prayer because I'm good or I'm good at prayer. God answers prayer because He is good. And we have to understand that so that when you go in in faith, when you go into the Holy of Holies, when you pray, that you are not praying to an ogre God. You are not praying to a mad God wondering if He's going to smite you. But you're praying to a good God because He's good. If God only acted on His justice, listen, if God only acted on His justice alone, we all would have gone to hell. He acted on his goodness, and all were saved by faith through grace, which is his goodness. Romans 2.4 says, Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? It's God's goodness that leads you to repentance. Jesus preached repentance. But listen how he preached. Jesus preached repentance, but he said this, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He didn't say repent because you're so bad. Even though there's some bad people. He didn't say repent because you don't have enough faith. He said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heaven is goodness. It's his kindness. And he came to love people, to heal people. That's his goodness. The greatest display of goodness was not the creation of the first Adam, but it was the second Adam. The first Adam sinned, Every man and woman after the first Adam sinned. God brought forth Jesus Christ who bled and died for us to be saved. The second creation demonstrated his love and his goodness. This costs the father his son. I want you to understand that. This goodness that he is, God is what? Cost him his son. But the blessings that resulted from the second creation. Here's the third I want to show you. See, God is completely good. We were created because God is good. Here's the third. We, you and I, must personally choose God's goodness, it's a choice. Romans 11.22 says, Therefore, consider the goodness and the severity of God. On those who fell, severity, but toward you, goodness. If you continue in his goodness, otherwise you also will be cut off. So it's a choice. It's a choice to realize the God that you serve, the God that I serve, is good. He's all good, completely good, perfectly good. 
He created us out of goodness. And now we must choose to live in that lifestyle. It's his goodness that even allows you and me to choose. All of us were created with a will because God has a will. We were created like him. So God created a bride, the church. Someone who can walk in his goodness, enjoy that personal relationship because he didn't create a robot. You're not some faith robot. God wanted a bride that would choose to love him. Let me say say this. God doesn't war between his attributes either. God's goodness and his justice, let's hope his goodness wins out. They don't war. He is good and his goodness created us and his goodness sought after us. So what am I saying? It's a choice. Will you seek after God in that personal relationship? But when you seek after him, seek after him as goodness. But he always acts justly out of what he is. What he is, is good. God does what he does because he is. Satan doesn't want you to believe this and brings all this doubt in these trying times. But we serve a kind and a good God. He is what? He is good. Don't you dare allow Satan to lie to you and tell you because of all this is happening that God hates you and God's trying to punish you. Let me close with this. Satan is not good. God is good. Do you have any idea how it breaks the heart of God that we don't believe that he is good? Do you have any idea what happens in the heart of God when we go to him with situations of our life and we doubt that he would even do what he has promised in his covenant because we don't believe that he's a good God. Satan is not good. God is good. Satan is the one who brought sin and sickness and disease and death in this world. Satan then came up with all these analytical questions in our minds to get us to doubt or disbelieve that God is good. How many people have you talked to? How many people in your family that you have listened to them talk and they say things about God and you cringe? I mean, you just... Because they've listened to the lie that God is not good. They don't believe it. But pastor... If God is good, how come all these bad things have happened? How come God didn't step in and intervene in this if God is so good? Satan uses sin, disease, sickness, and death 
to tell you God is not good. You have a choice to see everything in the light of God's character. And today, I have talked to you about God is what? He is good. Dive into that mentality. Today, if you are here in front of your TV and you haven't put me on pause, I want you to hear this. Jesus Christ went to the cross. He bled for your sin. He took a beating for your healing, your protection. And he is good. It's not based upon your years that you went out and you did things in your life. It is based upon his goodness. He absolutely died for you because he's good. And the reason why he did that is because he wanted to relate with you. He wanted to have relationship with you. He longs in his goodness to be with you. If you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, the Bible says, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll be saved. And I've said this for years. After you're saved, you still have a journey because your brain is still used to the old lifestyle. So it's going to take some time for you to grow and to change your thinking. The enemy is going to come in and, and, and try to dissuade you from believing that God is a good God, that God is a God that wants to relate with you, that he's just going to stick you in the corner and because of all that you did before, now you're going to be punished by God. Nah. No. How many of you realize most of your punishment came because you made wrong choices? You did what you did, and it caused you pain and other people pain, which later on, it caused dysfunction in your family, dysfunction in your, in your walk with God and coworkers. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. But now, you become born again. And now you can live this life and live in relationship with the Lord and walk in His goodness. Church family, Again, Terry and I miss you. The whole staff miss you. We will gather soon. Keep getting online, myvcc.org, and keep watching, because when we can, we will gather. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. The following week is Mother's Day. And we're not going to be together on Mother's Day. That hurts. That hurts. But that day that we get together, some of the staff, we were talking today, and we were thinking, you imagine the celebration we're going to have when we begin to gather again? <laughs> oh, it's going to be great. Stay focused on who God is. God is what? Stay focused on that. Don't walk in fear. Don't allow the words of the world, the constant barrage of negativity and fear to change your thinking. God is a good God, and he is there for you. Father, in Jesus' name, 
I pray a protection over each home represented in front of the screen. In Jesus' name, I thank you for the covenant that is there, that we walk in, a covenant that is so huge and secure. Blessings upon blessings on our marriages and our families and everything we put our hands to. And we give you praise that God, you are good. God bless you.